Hello everyone and welcome to the Child of the Library podcast, where we discover the words on our shelves and in our hearts. I'm Marijke, I'm 26, soon to be 27, and I'm a bookworm living in Germany. Thanks so much for tuning into my podcast. This is a project of mine because I always wanted to get bookish content out there, but I never really felt that videos were my thing. So I just recently discovered that not only Instagram and YouTube, but also podcasts have a bookish community. So I thought that this is really something that I want to try out in the future. Funny story, when I was seven or eight maybe, I wanted to become a radio show moderator for some reason. Yeah, I know the, the wishes you have when you are asked as a child what you want to do when you grow up. And over the years, I of course discovered other media and radio sort of went to the back of my mind. And especially now, because I studied marketing and I'm actually working in the media industry, radio is not the highest priority, depending on what you want to achieve, of course. But recently I had a project at work where I was asked to record something and I remembered this childhood dream and I was like, whoa, maybe this is something that I should try out. This was actually really fun. So here we are. Uh, for this first episode, I really thought about what could I do so that you get to know me better and why I do this podcast. So as this is bookish content, I thought I could start with my reading journey and what has shaped me into the reader that I am today. So let's jump right into it because it was quite a bumpy ride, let me tell you. But let's start at the beginning. When I was a child, my mother was very adamant to make books a part of my life because she loved reading so much. She read to me, we cozied up together in my room, turned off the lights and listened to an audiobook. So that was honestly a great time because there were many great children's books out there, especially ones that were either directly written in German or translated into German because back then that was the only language that I could speak. And I also feel like there were a lot of stories from when my mom was younger that we could still experience together because I feel that especially with children's books, they are more universal to when they were published because they don't have that much social commentary, like for example, teen books or adult books. So um, they still can be very relevant even one generation after. So this was honestly a great time because first of all, there was a lot to choose from. And second of all, there was a lot to connect to with my mom because she already knew those stories and loved those stories. So this was like a really, really great start into my reading life. But when I went to elementary school, a book series came into my life that changed my life and the life of so many young readers also back in Germany and that was definitely Harry Potter. Mind you, if in this podcast I ever reference Harry Potter, it does not mean that I support J.K. Rowling in any way. I was so devastated when I heard her very questionable opinions that she put out through social media. So if I reference Harry Potter... It is referring to the community and the memories, because I think by now they are so big, they can stand on their own without the author. So, But I also didn't really want to cut out Harry Potter completely, because it was such a big part of me growing up and our generation growing up. And, you know, back in the day, we did not hear so much about authors, because we didn't have social media and we just got to know them through their books. Those were the days, man. We lived easier lives, not knowing as much as we know now. <laughs> anyway, sorry, a little justification streak there. So back to my actual reading journey. Harry Potter opened up the world of books to me in terms of reading on my own. Because back then I probably enjoyed getting read to by my mom and audiobooks so much that I needed a real incentive to pick a book up myself. 
Also because back then, audiobooks were so expensive. So I usually read library copies or when I got them, my own copies. Mind you, back then, we did not have streaming services or anything of that sort. So audiobooks were actually those stacks of CDs of like 10, 15, 20 CDs. So yeah, it was a real thing back then. And I mostly referred to my own hard copies or the library copies. Harry Potter sort of stayed with me from my childhood through my teenage years. But did I read anything else? Not that much, if I'm being very honest with you. My big Harry Potter face weirdly fell together when I started to read books for school. And to be honest, not all of them were great. In grade 5 and 6, I think they took care to make them more child-appropriate. Except for that one book about witch burning, which scarred my whole class for life. But let's move on. So from grade 7 onward, there was the required reading list in German schools. And then we started to read more classics. The first one we read, I distinctly remember that one, and German students might know it as well, was called Der Schimmelreiter. I'm specifically using the German pronunciation because it would feel weird to uh, do it in English. And to be quite honest, that one, it broke my reading streak. It sort of broke me and my reading. I, I remember falling asleep on my grandparents' couch because it was this weird transcending time between child reading and teenage reading and it sort of fit in there but it was like so weird in terms of writing because it was a rather old book and I wasn't quite ready for it and I don't know it were weird times and back then like privately I started to reread the stuff I already read in my free time and I didn't want to try out new stuff because I would rather read the books that I knew that I really really love if the books for school were not that great. <laughs> and this sort of continued through my middle school years because we had readings in German and then in English and later in French. And I'm not gonna lie, it was a lot of required reading. And back then in middle school, I was a competitive swimmer. So I did a lot of sports. And for every one of you who does not know, swimming is a super training intensive sport. So you have to train like seven times a week and there were also competitions on the weekend so there was not that much time left for me to be honest to be reading in my free time and so it became rarer and rarer back then i had a friend and she was super into reading and she she read so much and i was so fascinated by that because i always loved the idea of being big into reading but back then i personally couldn't sustain it to the level that i would have liked so kati if you are ever listening to this this is a shout out to you because you were like a great inspiration for me back then and this really had an impact on my reading in the years that would be coming But again, my mother sort of saved my early teenage years. I specifically remember I was at the hairdresser and she went to the local bookstore and she was browsing. And I remember when we were walking towards each other on the street, she had this like sort of bigger book and I was really intrigued by what she had bought. And she handed me the book and it was Seide und Schwert or Silk and Sword by Kai Meyer, who is actually a pretty big children and teen author here in Germany and this three book series has become one of my favorites. So much so that even now when someone asks me to recommend a book for children and young teens I always recommend that one. I will give you a short synopsis of what it is about because that will become more important later on. 
So it is a fantasy novel set in ancient China. So we've got all that empire action going on and we follow two main characters. One of them is a girl that was raised by dragons and she sees them as family. And yes, it's a fantasy novel and it's set in China. So of course there must be dragons in there. But one day those dragons are gone and she doesn't know where they've gone. She's of course very worried and she wants to find them again. On the other hand, we follow a boy who is living, literally living on a cloud <laughs> because he was descended from Italian engineers and these engineers built a machine that enables clouds to solidify enough that people can walk on there, that buildings can stand on there. So they built this whole ecosystem on this cloud where they lived. And for like 200 years, this cloud has been floating around Earth. But someday the machine starts to break and the cloud starts to descend. And in order to save this very unique living place, this boy main character is sent down to Earth to find a dragon. Because among his people it is rumored that dragons produce a substance that helps to sustain the machines in their working. So, of course, as you do in a novel, the two meet and they go on a journey because ultimately they have the same goal. They want to find a dragon. And there's so much great banter between them. There's great social commentary on how you can really overcome your differences and especially your differences in upbringing if you just cut everyone some slack and listen to each other. And it was so action-packed and there was so much friendship and the Chinese setting was just great because China was a country that my mother never went to but she was always super fascinated by. So it was like the best of all worlds for me back then. And if we look back on the past few minutes, we saw that it was a quite bumpy road in terms of reading for me, but this was definitely one of the highlights and it will definitely get better. Technically, the school reading situation that I described before did not change drastically. As I grew up, I just learned to appreciate some of the classics more, but to be honest, some were really, really weird. And because I still had to do a lot of stuff in my free time, like for example required reading for school, there was not that much time for like reading just for myself. I did read, but not as much as I would have liked. In my free time, I was not swimming anymore, but I filled that with a lot of other stuff. Like I was participating in our school musicals, so there was musical practice, there was homework, as one has in high school. There was, of course, meeting friends and everything. So all of that was very distracting. But again, I had a friend, shout out to Rebecca, who uh, might be listening to this, who was very deep into reading and she could read so fast it was so fascinating and in terms of that I was always very lucky that I had reading people around me who always kept this spark in me burning even though school reads always tried to extinguish it and when I finished high school and I got my degree I like a lot of kids in Germany took the time before studying and did a gap year And where did I do that gap year? In China, of course. Kaimaya definitely didn't see that one coming. <laughs> I recently like did an Instagram post about this and he even, like the author of the uh, Silk and Sword trilogy, replied and he said that he was super happy that his books had such an impact on my life's journey. And to be honest, I'm, I'm a little proud of that post. I cherish it very much. You might be wondering, what was I doing in China? 
I was there as a private English teacher for a 10-year-old girl. I lived in their apartment and while she was at school, I actually had a lot of free time. And I think I will talk about this more in an upcoming episode because this time really shaped my reading life moving forward. But just to give you like a general overview, for the first time in like years, I did not have a set curriculum for myself that I had to follow and I had so much free time that I could use to read. And so within that gap year, I really fell into this bookish spiral of feelings. Let me tell you, it was wild. And if you hear what books I was reading back then, you will definitely understand 100%. So I started with a series that uh, if you follow the time axis, you might have actually missed me talking about in my journey over the years, which is, of course, The Hunger Games. It was really big in Germany. A lot of people loved it. I also loved it. I was a big fan. But the ending, <laughs> the ending really was a lot for me. I remember this was slightly before China. I was on a trip with my family in Croatia and we were on a boat with like a lot of other people. And while we were out on the sea, I was reading. And I read the last pages of the third book and I had to go back to the cabin and I was sobbing for like 20 minutes because this ending was so emotional to me. Man, it was it was crazy. Like this really started off also like my love again for worlds where you can really immerse yourself in. So like from this mindset, I thought after this wild dystopian ride, I want to try like a YA fantasy series, like something that I might have missed out on during the time when I was not reading that much. So I picked up the Aragon series and I remembered a lot of my friends and a lot of people in general talking about it, especially shortly because the fourth book was about to come out like years before. So the whole quadrology was out when I started reading it and I binged the whole thing and now this is the moment where I am actually in China and it's 2 a.m. in the morning, I'm lying on my bed and I read the last pages and I'm sobbing because I feel so much for the characters and this ending like it really broke me I of course won't spoil it but for me it was so so emotional yeah so I had this like streak of like two really great series that really immersed me in the world where I was really feeling for everyone there and Then for some reason, I thought it would be a good idea to transcend from my like sort of teenage reading into more adult reading and start Game of Thrones. So I think this was because back then the first season came out and my English teacher friends watched it. Like back in the day where we didn't know how this saga would end, those were the days where we lived easier lives. But Reading-wise, of course, this series back then was not finished. I think it was like five books that were out. And I binged like all five books back to back. And it was a great experience. But I remember being so mad in the upcoming years because I wanted this, this book series to be finished because at some point the books started to differ from what they did with the TV series. 
and I really wanted to know how the books would have ended, but unsatisfyingly, we never got that. But like not being satisfied from that series really kicked me off into trying to find other books to satisfy that hunger for reading. So in those terms, it was actually really great for me personally that I picked up Game of Thrones because it really kickstarted everything from there. I read a lot of fantasy and science fiction, but I also read from other genres, mostly between 60 and 75 books a year. This year it was a bit on the lower end of that scale with like 64-65 books because I did not commute that much to work and did a lot of home office. But one of the questions you might be asking yourself, Mareike, you are German, why are you recording this podcast in English? And that is a very good question. And the answer to that is that I actually read like 98% of my books in English unless I can read the language it was originally written in. So for example, German or French and man, I wish Chinese, but all of this is for an upcoming episode. And I would feel weird talking about a thing that I read in English in German for some reason. Of course, there are also great German authors and great German literature that is put out there, but for now I'm focusing mostly on English. In general, reading in different languages is a big part of my reading life and I want to give one last shout out because when I was growing up I was very lucky that during my school time I was always very encouraged to read and learn other languages. And I always thought that as one of my strengths that I had in school. But I know that it is very hard to learn a language to the level where you can actually read a book in it without like the school environment. So, for example, as an adult. So the last person that I want to shout out is one that I have a lot of respect for, which is my friend Miriam, who was not super into languages when we were in school together. But as an adult, she pushed herself to get to the level of French to read books in. And I think French was a language that I cannot recall her taking in school at all, because she chose Latin instead. And I deeply respect that and it is actually very funny because we now have a book club together. Miriam, Rebecca, whom I talked about earlier, and I, we meet like every one to two months and really challenge each other within our book club to read out of our comfort zones because we have got very, very different reading tastes. And reading diversely is one of my big goals reading-wise. So with this book club, I'm definitely taking the first steps on that road. So yeah, this was a short wrap on my reading journey. It was really fun thinking about that and going back into my past and digging up all these little pieces that shaped me into the reader that I am today. In the upcoming episodes, I will go into more detail on some of these topics, but I think as an overview, this should be a very good start. I really look forward to this project. Just setting up the whole thing and recording this was already so much fun. If you have any questions or comments, just write me on Instagram or through the email address that I've put in the description of the podcast and we will hear from each other very soon. I hope that together we will discover the words on our shelves and in our hearts. As I said in the intro of this podcast, bye! bye.